you've been seeking answers from every dermatologist, doctor, and all over the internet wondering what on earth this unbearable skin issue is. You know something's up, and you've been suffering and silenced for far too long. This podcast is going to bring awareness to the brutal reality that is topical steroid addiction and withdrawal syndrome. It will give you practical mental and physical tips to help you along your journey and provide you the strength you need to push through each day. You'll hear from real people battling this illness, as well as experts in the field, and I'm also going to share with you what's happening as I battle and conquer TSW. You are not alone, you're not crazy, and you will heal. If there's one thing I know, it's that anyone going through this hell is a warrior. My name is Jennifer Powers, and I welcome you to TSW Journey to Healing. Okay, I'm very excited for this special guest. This is Julian Thompson coming on TSW Journey to Healing, and Julian and I uh, he was such a familiar face in the Itsan Facebook group. So if you are watching or listening to this episode, you may have seen his face one one or two times. Um, you've just provided so much value in the group and such words of encouragement for people that really need it, including myself. And um, Julian and I actually got connected even deeper because we had a little breakout uh, from the Itsan group. A few of us connected on spirituality and how important that is to us and having our faith through this journey and process. So we have a little... Uh, WhatsApp chat and uh, spirituality talk and Christians going through TSW. And so I feel even closer to you now than I did before and um, a brother in Christ. And so I'm just excited to explore this conversation with you. And one thing I will say, Julian, knock on wood, thank you, God has been recovered. I'm going to let him turn the mic over, let you share your story. But I want to thank you very much for being here. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, Jennifer. So uh, like Jennifer was saying, it's been a really, really interesting journey to say the least so for me i want to say first jennifer um when i started this journey it was back in 2021 like many of us and i had an initial outbreak that wasn't related to topical steroids it was actually related to things i was doing that i believe i was doing beforehand so there was an initial outbreak where my skin had open lesions on my neck on my arms a lot of crevices too but that eventually turned me to use topical steroids, which is only for a week. And then that from from that point, that's where I decided to use the steroids. And that really got me into TSW. Um, but because I'm someone who believes in holistic health, but also being a Christian man, I can't ignore the spiritual aspects of it all, too. So um, what's interesting is just as I began to really recover and heal over the time, yes, I was exercising, yes, I was working out, yes, I was eating good food. But at the same time too, I realized, well, what have I done that even caused the initial outbreak? That was the most concerning part for me because prior to that, I was healthy, I was well, no issues. But I think what a lot of people may be missing is, if you're a Christian, hear me on this, what they may be missing is the sin aspect that can open us up to a lot of attack on our bodies. Um, I know me personally dabbling into my own personal sin, which was really, really a bad decision, really opened me to what I think was the initial outbreak that caused the first reaction. And uh, from that point, it was a downhill spiral of pain and what looked like symptoms of TSW. But again, I wasn't on steroid cream at the time. So I wondered what is going on? And that really took me to the next point to really explore, okay, what's really happening behind the scenes here? I love that. That's really interesting. Um, and I, you know, it's, it's, it depends on who you talk to or who's listening right now. Um, 
some of us like I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I believe that there nothing just comes out of thin air for, for no reason. Uh, there's always a cause. Right. There's always a, a root cause. And if you are more along the frame of mind that like, uh, you know, that there had to have been something that I touched or I ate something worldly, something versus spirituality, mm-hmm. I guess their sin attached to it, whatever your belief is, there's a reason for why we get ailments and infl- you know, infirmities and things like that. And so um, what did you discover was, oh, you said you figured out what the sin was and yep. Yep. what you what you believe was the cause of that. And so once you realize that, then what happened? And I, by the way, I can't believe that you were only on series for one week and that that did that. I mean, that just goes to show you the, because I was on and off them for 30 years. That just yeah. goes to show you the incredible potency and neg- and the power that they can have. It's so scary. So, whew. yeah. Yeah, so I want to be candid. My sin, it was sexual sin. So yeah. it was things that I was doing that was uh, not in conjunction with God's plan. So that mm-hmm. was my own consequence. And when I discovered that was linked to what was happening, I then began to say, hey, okay, I'm getting very tired. I'm getting very fatigued. I have to do something. So I did consent to going to a dermatologist and they they <laughs> chalked me up to have, uh, uh, not steroids, but um what was it? Eczema, which even as a kid, there was a history of eczema for about maybe about a year or so in my life. But prior to that, after that, there were no issues. So I disagreed with the dermatologist for a long time. But because my body was in such a, a shocked state and a state where I couldn't even function anymore, I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and decide to use these creams for a while. And what I found interesting, Jennifer, was I used some of the most potent steroid creams. So uh, it was been so long ago. What were they? I think it was um, uh, Triumcin alone for one. Uh-huh, I used that. Then, uh, yeah, yeah Triumcin alone. And then also two, Clobetazole. That was yeah. the one that was really, really strong. And then Eladel. So those three I used for only a week, sparingly, very, very sparingly. And and only on your was, neck? Only, well, my neck and the parts where I had the, the, the heaviest outbreak. So crevices, genital area. Got it. Got it. Um, but now what was interesting was, again, for only a week. So after using the creams from that point, I then saw what seemed to be, uh, I seemed to be healing. I seemed to be fine for about another week or so. But lo and behold, after doing that, I started using the steroid creams. And then from there, I had more symptoms. So they mirrored what happened during the initial outbreak oozy skin, open lesions. But what was new was dry, itchy, flaky skin. So I thought, I thought the creams are going to help me, but what is this? So, you know, I was like, maybe he's right. Maybe it could be eczema. But I was like, no, this is too coincidental. So I began to look online about what these symptoms reflected. And I came across TSW. That was back in October of 2021. And um, like you said, you were on it for 30 years, steroids on and off. I only used it for a week. And I had, my recovery time was, 10 plus months. So it goes to show how serious, yeah, how serious these steroids really are and how they affect our body. What people don't realize is they act as a pseudo immune system. So what happens is what I researched is they suppress your immune system and your body wants to function normally, but it can't because you have these outside sources that are acting for them. So -hmm. when you get off of them, the body's like, hey, whoa, what do we do now? Because it doesn't have the artificial support that it used to have. So I'm talking about 
months of insomnia where I was scratching, itching, bleeding. And I was like, okay, God, I, I have to recover some way. And I know what I did was rebellion against you. And I repented for that. That was my own decision. And that caused me to get here. Now, what can I do both naturally and spiritually to recover? So I began to, even though it hurt so, so bad, Jennifer, I still worked out. I still made an effort to work up a sweat for my body to actually have the cells heal, heal faster. Um, I ate clean foods. I tried so many of the recommendations in the group, the TSW group, uh, carnivore diet, um, only fruits and vegetables, water. I was like, you know, I've always been a healthy person. Let me just stick to my diet and eat what I usually eat. And I realized over time, not using certain medicines or certain recovery um, um, biologicals worked for me, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and it did take time, of course, but there were some people in the group who realized they were going through cycles. I never had that. They would call me a slow burner where I would, it would be a cycle of yes, the skin shedding off and recovering, but I never relapsed back to having a huge flare or an anniversary flare. I've never had any of that. That's amazing. That's amazing. So let's talk about that for a second. So I, I yeah. do agree with you. I've tried similar to you. I tried a lot of the diets. I happen to really like the carnivore diet. I, I like feel yeah. good on it. I just, I like it. Um, but you know, paleo, vegan, just, just all fruit, you know, all mm -hmm. the things sometimes if sometimes I feel, and you probably agree, it's like, if anything adds additional stress, which we do not need any more of, then it is not worth it. If, if the idea of adding a changing your diet or lifestyle drastically is going to, is not exciting to you. And it's not something, if it causes any ounce of stress, you should not be doing it because, and then I'm not a doctor disclaimer, whatever, but you know, that's just my personal opinion. Um, yeah. But I agree with you about the sweating thing. And I will tell you because um, I'm, I've always been a fit ish person, but I'm also a very inconsistent person. I'm ashamed to say, <laughs> So I'll get on kicks of fitness routines and whatever, and then kind of get off of them and whatever. But I, but the one thing I've been very consistent with for the last year or so has been going to, I do infrared sauna, red light therapy and cryotherapy. But out of all of the things, it's the sauna when I'm sweating profusely in that a lot of hot box. Right. And it's yeah. probably the first, sometimes it's the entire 40 minutes I'm in there. Usually it's just the first 10 to 15 minutes where as soon as my body is sweating, the itch is insane. But yeah. when I get out of that sauna, my skin is like perfect. It's like, mm -hmm. it's unbelievable. And does it stay like that for the whole day or the next day? No, not always, but it just shows you, I'm like, that detox and like the sweating is so healing. So yes. battling through that discomfort. So like, you know, I don't know what your fitness routine was, but like there would have been something inside of you, even though it was uncomfortable being like, I know that this is right. And I need to just push myself to keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So earlier on, I also did saunas too for maybe about a week or so. And like you said, it hurt really bad. It was really itchy. And I actually stuck to my regular training routines. So I still did heavier weight or tried to do heavier weight. Um, but a lot of cardio and hit too, to really get a sweat going. And the memories are really, really heavy. But even when it was at the worst where I would be working out and in the middle of a workout session, I'd have this intense itch flare. I thought, ah, oh, I could stop now and waste the whole time or I can keep on going and then get reprieve later on. So um, I think back specifically to people who said, well, it, it itches when I work out. Yes, it does. But it's a part of the healing process. 
So I realized once I would shower after I worked out with the sweat, slots of skin coming off, just coming off. And I was like, this has to do a lot with the body really recycling and rejuvenating itself. Yeah. Um, so I really do think, even though it can be painful for those listening now who might still be in the healing process, even though sweating might be painful, you may want to try consistently going through. And um, if you've gotten this far mentally with the pain, you can push yourself even more to get through the itch and the sweat because you're already going through it now. And if you want to possibly shorten that recovery time, you may really consider having that sweat, having initial sweat, whether it's maybe just doing jumping jacks or in a hot sauna like Jennifer and I did, both did. Um, but that, that sweating does really help the body not only get rid of toxins, but it forces the skin to get the old dead skin off that's been inflamed and have the new skin regrow. As a matter of fact, Jennifer, so I've seen myself have these uh, patterns on my skin. So where I was, when I was healing, it went from the very dry elephant-like skin to kind of like um, hexagonal cylinders. And like you could see almost like how plants have their own shapes and whatnot when you really zoom in on their uh, stem cells. But I really saw my skin actually rejuvenating before my eyes. Wow. And now I'm back to normal, softer, almost like baby skin. And my hair is back, too. So you see your body actually recovering like it should. But my personal I, my personal thought is if we take too much medicine to hinder or dampen that healing process, it will slow things down. Yeah. I mean, I agree. And I, I say that lightly and sensitively because and I know you feel yeah, the way, I same way. I know we, we, we have, we're in our groups and we have, we've made friendships and the last thing we want to do is make anyone think that we're judging anyone. And I, in yeah. fact, the interview that I just did a second ago, um, you know, do picks since a popular drug. And so, right, you right. know, a lot of people are on it and you got to do what you have to do for you. And we are mm-hmm. not, we're not God. We don't really know. We, this is just based on our opinion. And I, I have the right. same opinion as you. Um, I do believe our bodies are, it's, it's, pretty mind-blowing when you watch your body go through something like tsw you have to have such an incredible appreciation for it because while you could look at it and be like oh it's so ugly and it's uncomfortable and it's gross and i feel or you could look at it like look what it's it's working so hard like it's blowing my mind like when i like you said about the shedding of the skin you know i i i'm in the sauna scratching away and i'm like breathing through it or i'm listening to like a healing meditation or or something right to try like okay mm-hmm. okay it's all right it's all right i'm like talking to myself and as i'm scratching i'm like it sounds gross but whatever this is a very honest show here you know <laughs> skin is it constantly in my fingernails and i'm like mm-hmm. on on my towel that i'm sitting on i'm like going like this by the time i'm done in the sauna i look and i'm like that's disgusting but it's yeah. like so much yeah, so much dead skin. And then when I was in my very, I remember I'll um, pull it when I, when I publish this episode, I'll pull a picture up. But my, I remember looking at my arm the one time and I'm like, that is terrifying. It was the biggest white, everything was just, it was like a snake, the whole arm. You could even tell what you were looking yeah. at. It was just so much skin. And I'm like, that's gross, but it's also crazy cool that my skin is yeah. like, we don't need this. We're going to get rid of this, right? We're going to shed that off. And um, it's just the whole process is pretty wild. Um, but it, 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 there's no other explanation other than my body is like literally saying we're done. We're cleaning this out. We're getting this out. Like, you know, it's just wild. The appreciation you can have for the human body is just like, yes, you know, crazy mind blowing. Mind blowing. So so we know that you've been fit, you know, and I think the fitness piece of it 
yes, it's for the sweat. It's also for, like you said, not the elasticity in the skin, but just the health of your overall, all your organs, all your whole body mm -hmm. as a whole. It's not right. about getting ripped six pack and like, it's no. not about the sweat. It's literally just, you know, that exercise is a good thing. You know, that eating healthy is a good thing. So just supporting your body in all the good ways that you possibly can is just going to help you and aid the process along. So I, I agree with you. What, um, so your whole process, was it 10 months, the whole from beginning to end, would you say? I would, I would say 10 months. So um, October, though I started using the TSW, no, let me back up a little bit. I used the steroid cream for one week in August. So the recovery was really starting from the end of August through when it ended. So I want to say it was, uh, I realized the shift in my appearance and my overall health when it came to June of 2022 of last year. So okay. that's more or less 10, 10 months or so. Um, but the biggest thing I realized was I didn't have the recurring flare ups. So there's a difference between having a huge flare and having your skin go through cycles of shedding and itch and shed and itch. I think we all experience that latter, the shed and itch cycles. But to have an actual huge flare as if you never actually recovered at all, that's different. Yeah. And a point that I want to be more clear about earlier that I said, Jennifer, um, and this may not apply to everyone who, for those who haven't been on steroid creams for all their life, um, but where the there was some initial outbreak that um, was unknown or mysterious. It's really I really want to um, I want to use the word caution people to really examine what's happening in their own lives. If you're a Christian, that, that could possibly be opening up these this to happen to your body. Yeah. Um, rays and things like that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because I say it with such candor, because if we are only going to doctors or um, other type of doctors that are more natural, but we're not actually hitting the root, then we're missing out not only on our body's healing, but actual complete freedom from what is causing this. So I really want to drive that point home to people who might be listening or watching later on to really, if you're a Christian, Take a step back to see what you're possibly allowing that's not in alignment with God's word in your life. And that can be an open gate, an open door for the enemy, the devil, to wreak havoc in your life. I learned that personally. So once I actually went through deliverance and healing, I, I saw how different things my body healed. Sure. And people may argue, well, what about those who aren't Christians who have healed? I can't speak to that. I mean, that's very that's a very valid point. Uh, but I know me, for me personally, there was holistic healing when I looked at all the aspects of me eating well, exercising, trying to get good sleep when my body let me. <laughs> um, and but also too, still looking at the spiritual side of because I was in willful, willful sin uh, in 2021 that caused this new outbreak. What allowed that to happen and how did I get here? So I want to make that very plain to those who are watching or listening later. I appreciate, yeah, the honesty there. And um, I was going to ask you that. So it's a question that I think listen, someone listening may want, want to know, you know, mm -hmm. well, if uh, if someone's not a Christian, they've healed. Well, we don't know the answer to that. What about no. the question? What about, um, you know, we talk about, you just asked, like, you know, if somebody's going through this, maybe they want to ask themselves, what am I in alignment with God or my creator and what sin? What's, what would your opinion be then? So babies get TSW, right? And yeah. so- a yeah. lot of people would say, what the heck? They didn't do anything. They're little infants. Yeah. They're babies. They couldn't, they didn't do any sin. They're just, you know, what would you, what's your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, uh, that's a great point. Uh, I don't have the honest answer. Yeah. But what I do know is what the Bible says, how we're all born into sin and iniquity, yeah. shaking in iniquity. You know, so even though that baby hasn't done anything inherently evil or wrong in the eyes of people or in the world, because we're in a fallen world, because Adam and Eve first sinned, we are until we actually repent and come to Jesus Christ and make him our Lord and Savior. No matter what we do, we can never earn righteousness or be a good enough person to outrun sin or outdo sin. So though they haven't committed an action because of how we're separated from God's love from birth, sin is still there. And it can still affect those who haven't been redeemed into Christ's kingdom. So I would say that's the answer to that particular question. I like that. Um, and I agree with that. And it's kind of a similar-ish kind of question. But I know because I've gotten asked this by many people, they're like, well, you know, someone like Julian has used the steroid for a week and he's cured in 10 months. Somebody like Sarah has used a steroid for 30 years and she was cured in four months. Somebody else used. So like, it's just, there's so many variables and so many different stories and cases where yeah. there's like, such inconsistency and it makes everyone like very frustrated and very confused. Right. Like why, why or how, or like, what's my journey going to be like? And so mm -hmm. what do you, can you speak to, to that at all? Like, what do you think, um, you know, somebody that might be like, trying to have a good faith and good outlook on it, but then they're comparing because we all do that, even though we should yeah, not, but we do sure it. Do. So yeah. What are your yeah. thoughts there? Yeah. Uh, you know, the human nature is to want to have control and answer to everything or something at some point. <laughs> and especially when we go through uh, such a hardship like TSW, we want to know, okay, when is my turn to be done with this? Because it's basically hell on earth and literally we're burning and we're itching. Yeah. So like, why can't what worked for this person work for me? Or why is it taking longer? We don't have the entire answer. Mm -hmm. And we want that aspect. But it, for me, I learned a lot, Jennifer, that it, we have to, it really worked out humility in me, meaning I was humbled that I was out of control of my own healing. And in line of what I just said earlier about taking the steps to try to heal, I had no idea if it was working or not. So I was just trying it because I thought it might really help speed up the recovery time. But I cannot say, hey, on this day, I'm going to be healed. I don't I didn't know. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is, is just it it shows how finite we are as human. Yeah. And yeah. how out of control we are and how much we need to really depend on God for everything. You know, the word of God talks about how even Paul says, even when I'm a base or a bound, meaning when I have good things happening in life or bad things happening in life, I will praise the Lord. And especially here in the American church in the West, I, I think we can do a better job of being, having more faith focused on God as opposed to our circumstances. Okay. Yes, life will be hard at times, but will we still give honor and praise to God when those hard things happen? You know, so really it's a it's a thing of this really, really sucks right now. I wish I could be like Jimmy over here or Sally, who was on uh, steroid creams for X amount of years and then healed in two weeks, two months. Two weeks mm -hmm. would be amazing, you know, <laughs> um, or, you know, someone who used it only for about a week like Julian. Man, why did it take him so long? Again, we don't know, but I, I think it really can push people to take a control factor or like a God complex out of their own hands and yeah. be like, okay, God, I have no idea what's happening. This sucks right now, but please, please, please heal me. 
do what you need to and help me see you more clearly in this. I can't see it all. I don't know what's happening, but please give me the peace and give me the heart to actually stay with you in this. I absolutely love that. It's so easy to look around and and lose sight of, but the, but one thing you said, it was just so true. And I always am saying this, it's like, let go, let God, like yes. I, yes. we are trying and it's the human condition in some ways, but also like I'm a type, I'm a type A personality. Like I want to control as yeah. much as I can. And it does yep. humble you and it does take things. You're out of the driver's seat. You're out of the control uh, for a lot of this, most of it, all of it. Um, and when you realize like, okay, like I can just do whatever I can do. And then, you know, just I'm doing the best that I can with what I can control, which isn't much, but, you know, I think it's a lesson that we all need to learn and that would serve us in every area of life. It's like, focus on what you can control, pray, have good faith about what you can and just hope for the best. And it's just, it's easier said than done, <laughs> but, but it's yes. really, really important. So one thing that I know, I'm always curious when I, when I talk to someone who is healed um, and I know you kind of touched on this a little bit, but I would love to know. And I know people would love to know at what point were you like, you, like, did you just wake up one day and go, Oh my gosh, like I'm out of TSW. I don't have that. Infl- it's not here anymore. Or mm. and is, and second part question is, and now you're kind of already know where you're going to go. Cause I know you're a man of faith, but if you have that, because I, I worry about this, even though I have faith, when that day comes for me, am I going to live walking on eggshells thinking like, oh gosh, but like, what if in a year, what if six months, like, is it ever going to come back? Am I going to live with that kind of fear? And I know, you know, if you have a faith, the answer should be no, you should trust that it's taken care of. It was done. But what are your, what was your part one and part two of that question? Would love to know what your uh, answer was. Yeah, sure. So part one, no, it wasn't an instant thing. It was actually gradual for me where I began to see, I tell folks often, I would see the cycles of healing and itching would be more, uh, would be more spread out. So I may have itching on my neck or burning on my neck for maybe two days out of a, of, out of a week. And then that would not come back until three weeks later. And then maybe it will last a day or two and then a month later. So I would see it happen over time to the point where, okay, now come June, July, home. I actually slept all the way through the night tonight or last night. That's that's different. I'm not used to that. I mean, you know, seven months later, but then I'm also not seeing the same. I'm not having the same itch cycles, itch patterns. So it wasn't actually an instant. Oh, I'm healed. But I, I observed my body and I observed my nuances, like the sleeping and the itching and the cycles regularly. So I saw that it's not happening as frequently. So it got to the point where um, later last year in August, I was like, oh. I'm not even, so my thing was, I didn't think much about it anymore. When my life began to get back to normal, where I was actually able to go out in the sun and not bake or itch or, you know, shower and not have an itch fit. I was like, ah, things are getting back to normal, you know? So it was more of a gradual, I'm doing what I usually do. And it's becoming a lot easier sleeping, um, having the AC on in my house mm-hmm. doesn't hurt my skin anymore. So it was, for me, it was gradual. It wasn't just a, Boom, I'm healed. No, it was, oh, I'm I'm seeing now that what I have been doing is normal again. Um, In part two, to the question, for me, it was, uh, how do I want to put it? There was trauma. There was trauma. And I thought I was, for a time, a very, very neat freak person, meaning I was scared to 
shake people's hand because what they have like, not um and that was even as i healed too but the biggest part and you kind of alluded to it jennifer was when i began to get my own healing from trauma and talking to my counselor and getting therapy it was more so in my head than it actually was around me meaning i didn't worry about breaking out again or flaring up anymore because it just that was behind me and I was able to put those traumatic experiences, the insomnia, the itching. I'm talking about the the horrible, horrible itching, just the minutes, if not hours of scratching, mm-hmm. put that behind me to the point where I can live life and not think about it. I think a huge sign of knowing that you're healed is when one, your mind doesn't even worry about it anymore, where your body isn't, isn't constantly on defense about, oh my gosh, it's an itch. Oh my gosh, I'm burning. But you just going back to normal living. That mm-hmm. was a huge sign. Um, but no, to this day, I don't worry about it. And not because I'm some Superman. No, no, no. Because I, I've gotten the healing that I need to actually move and be like, that's the past. Yeah. It's not going to affect me anymore. Yeah. And it's really, it really took, it really took a lot of um, internal healing to get past the trauma because there was a time where I thought anything could set me off, whether it was, um, bad food or just some bacteria but no that was all in my head yeah i pre- and i think the first part of your question or your answer it just takes a lot of self-awareness to pay attention it um mm-hmm. i think that's i've been learning that or noticing that about myself the last several months is i do know a lot more than i when i really stop and think about it i'm like oh i like i am very very self-aware and i think that is part of you have to be You know, you can't just like live in the place going through this where you're just anticipating the worst day every day and just not really giving like not really acknowledging your body when it is doing good things for you. Like you just you got to pay you got to pay really close attention. So um, Mm -hmm. I love that you said that. And because I think a lot of people are are, am I just going to like wake up one day and it's over and like or or is the shoe going to drop is like because it is it's one of those super difficult things when you go through it's not a linear healing journey you know if you if you do well for two weeks and you're like and then all of a sudden week three comes and you're like oh my gosh like 10 steps forward 20 steps back or that's what it feels like even though it's not that right like if you are just giving yourself the time to go through those cycles and whatnot and i actually really do like what you said about being aware paying attention to the difference between a crazy bad flare-up and then just some cycles because i don't i think all of us in this community, we're just trying to figure this whole thing out, but that does yeah. make a lot of sense. makes a lot of sense for me too. You know, I, and I, I'm like you, I'm doing it all holistically. I, the first five months were absolute living hell. Same thing. Did yes. not sleep for yes. four or yes. five months straight. Like that's not, when you say that to people, I don't know how you're, but people are like, okay, but that's not really, I mean, you definitely slept. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> oh, no, maybe an hour, maybe yeah. one hour or two. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And, and it's, it makes me go, my God, I don't know how I wasn't like full blown hallucinating. And like, and when I look back to, I'm like, my God, I got to give myself a lot of credit. Cause like I was functioning. I was talking yes. to people. I was out, I was driving my child to school. I was do, I was being a mom. And I'm like, how, like, it's a little scary actually. When you think about it, you're like, uh, maybe I should have. There he is. So what's funny is, so there were times when I was working with the, the, in the crux of the, the hardship where I would fall asleep driving to work. I read lights. 
and I would wake up to somebody honking their horn, like, oh my gosh, I fell asleep. You literally, your body is just trying to get the rest and recovery somehow. And it is yes, so scary. At any means possible, which is terrifying, right? Because that's, yeah. God, you're like so lucky that nothing serious like happened there. Um, wait, that just, uh, I just have another question for you that just popped into my head. So sure. talking about work, mm-hmm. what was your experience like? Were you, were you working this entire time going through this? What did you, were you not able to work? Like what was, yeah. What was yeah, yeah. So when it first happened, um, I was working at a commissary with the uh, uh, Naval Station in South Carolina. And um, because I was going through the beginning and the hardest part during that working, it was more of a physical labor job. So there were waves of being able to work well. And then a part of the job was required to go into a freezer, which I think you know how it is with cool environments. That was just a no-go. So I told my boss about, hey, I have this condition. This is what's happening. I'm getting medical certification for it. And it was still very hard to for them to, to accommodate me because we couldn't actually identify what it was at the time. So it got to a point where going to work, I worked for a while, maybe about two months, two to three months before my body really shut down. But in that working time, I was very tired. I usually wore a lot of long sleeves or, or hoodies to cover my skin because it was so bad. And the hardest part, Jennifer, was going on several breaks when I should have been on the floor because I had to have I had a scratch. It was so bad where I couldn't not scratch. Yeah. So going to the locker room to scratch so, so much. And then it was just like my boss was wondering, OK, where's Julian? He should be here. Well, I told you I have a condition. I'm trying to heal. So trying to normalize, hey, I have this condition and I have the the remedy for it. But if I am gone for a while, it's because I'm trying to. Re, uh, retrieve myself or, uh, you know, really, really help that part. But it was, it was really hard. Um, it got to a point where I was too tired to work, not as in uh, mentally, but I was too fatigued yeah. actually to stay the whole shift. So I had to cut my eight hour shift to four hours. Mm-hmm. And then that began to turn into a lot of doctor's notes or questioning, okay, why is Julian changing his shift? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going through an unknown <laughs> Yeah. An unknown condition. So it made it very hard to work because you have individuals who were not willing to accommodate the work that was happening or you, that you're trying to do um, because you want on your hand, you have no idea what's happening or why this is happening. On their hand, they may see it as an excuse or yeah. some sort of condition yeah. that just he wants to get out of work or they want to get out of work. Um, so it got to a point where in mid-October, I had to resign from my job because it was too difficult. So for about uh, a two month span, I was with my mother in her house for a little while. And that gave me time to really recover in the heart and most difficult part of my my journey. Um, and then when I got more to help, I began to look for work from home jobs where I can actually be in the comfort of my house and still give more attention and do things in private that people wouldn't see. So working in person on, on an on-site job was the hardest thing. And, you know, we see so much in the TSW group, how people have to take leave, how they have to have several months away from work. Yes, because your body is going through a whole new recovery process mm-hmm. and um, your the employers want you to have a uh, credible excuse when the doctors oftentimes can't give you one. You know, so it's just hard trying to balance. Hey, I'm going through this, but it may take longer than what you're wanting me to recover, unfortunately. Yeah, it's so hard because. Like you, it's 
hard for so many reasons, but like when it comes to work, you, you know, how hard of a worker you are, you know, your integrity. And when somebody it's almost, it's not, it's definitely not an invisible illness. There's very much physical no. things you can see, but also when you say to somebody, yeah, like before you even knew it was TSW, or even if you knew what it was and you said that there's just nothing out there. I mean, it's getting better, but there's not, not enough out there about it. And so the worst feeling is when you, you know, somebody thinks like you're just being lazy or you were, and you're like, it's so easy to get really angry because you're like, this is not fair. Like I, I want to earn a living. I want to work. I want to be a member of society. I want to function normally. You don't understand my deepest desire for that. And it's just not an excuse. This is so painful, but it just, it can feel very isolating and super alone. That's why I'm grateful for like, you know, the communities that we have and the groups and the people we get to can thank God, you know, in this, world you can have a love-hate relationship i certainly do with the internet and online everything and social media but it's i'm like imagine if we didn't have that yeah i can't imagine going through something like this with when not a single person has any idea of what i'm going through like that uh i would be really bad let's just say that <laughs> be really really bad um yeah. so that's uh i'm glad that you know it worked out. I mean, it worked out as it should, as everything usually does. But um, what would you say in that whole 10 months, you know, that journey, what was the mm. lowest point for you? And then what was the point where you were like feeling really proud of yourself? I would love to know like yeah. that highest and lowest. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to use any trigger words, but um, some self-harm thoughts where it was so much pain and I thought maybe ending it would be a better option. Now, never taking steps to go that far, but because the pain was so insurmountable at the time, yeah. it was just very difficult to to want to continue. But I had my mother as a support system, and of course, the TSW crew, TSW crew and group that really helped out. Um, but just the sleepless nights of trying to lay in your bed—you know this all too well, Jennifer—trying to lay in your bed and get some rest, but that in itself has much more burning, more pain. So you can't even do a something that's usually more comfortable to actually get rest. Just so much psychological trauma of, I want to just rest for at least five minutes and you can't get that. So the lowest point I would say was the beginning, um, late September, all October and early November. Um, but I tell people often too, there was a turning point in my recovery where I realized, hey, I feel a little bit better. I wasn't anywhere near healed, but I was feeling a lot better. It was December, I believe, December 15th, before leaving South Carolina to come to move back to Georgia, where at that point I was actually able to move a lot easier, as in my body, without there being a lot of burning. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm still in pain, still recovering, but I can do more normal things now. You know, my body still looks pretty bad, but I can still do more, more normal things. So fast forward to, again, the May, June, July of last year, I was like, wow. I'm actually able to go outside and the sun doesn't hurt my skin or I'm not stinging or itching or burning. And it gave me so much more hope to say, I'm actually getting back to normal now. I can sleep again. I don't know if people really <laughs> value how sleep really is good to us. And when we have something that's so normal, that's so basic, like sleep or using the restroom or showering, and that in itself is taken from us, when it's brought back to us, oh my gosh, thank you, Lord. It's so, it's like, it's so good to have it back. So I think the small wins for me, the biggest, the, the heels for me were having the normal functions brought back to me, sleeping, showering, uh, walking outside, enjoying the sun and the sunlight. Um, 
but really sleep was the biggest thing. And now even being able to have consistent nights of eight, seven, eight hours of sleep again, which is wonderful. Um, so I would say that was back in uh, of June of last year, but just seeing isn't it amazing? So it's amazing when like something you always take for granted, even just walking, we have the use of our legs. I mean, like, something, yes. and I, I just got done saying this to someone that in, unless you have something, a track, like a tragic or something that brings you, drops you to your knees, something that's so traumatic, something that like, just, you were never anticipating something really has to rattle you to make you, it sucks that it's like this, but it is like, you don't, you do not know how to appreciate things until the second that you don't get to easily have them or have them at all. Like it is, mm -hmm. oh my God. And it'll never be the same, you know? And so for that, I'm like so grateful for what this has done for us because just driving my son to school the other day, I was like, wow, like, look at these colors of these trees. Look at this, look at that. I'm like, so grateful. I have eyesight. I'm so grateful. And he's looking at me, you know, how an 11, 12 year old is like, you're so weird. Like, okay. And I'm like, okay, well you don't get it yet, but you will one day. Okay. But like, mm -hmm. it's just these little things that the shower, those acid like showers were never, never in my life could I've ever thought, you know, we think of water, I'm Philly, so it's water, not water, but um, <laughs> it's, right. like water is a healing natural element and it's healing and we should drink it and we should bathe in it. And then when you get in a shower, you almost pass out because of the pain. It's like, <sighs> hold on a second. This is not supposed to hurt me. This is supposed to be a healing, nice, normal thing. Um, yeah. There was nothing like that. I can't even put into words. When I explain to people, it's like battery acid poured on your, like, they're like, nah they can't I'm like they don't believe you they can't and they can't and i understand that they can't yeah. and i don't wish them to ever know what that's like yeah. um but it's like that thing the sleep the showering like ugh, those are the tiniest little things but they mean yes. so much <laughs> yes absolutely yeah yeah absolutely so okay so sorry to cut you off there i just had to jump in um so that no, was no. yeah yeah and then the other question that was so you're low and and I can relate to you on that and I know that you were sensitive with how you said it I I am too it, I didn't get to the point to of course even dancing a lot or tempting that but those mm -hmm. really dark thoughts I now I look back and I'm like oh that was the enemy got close to me man like he Very was close. really pushing Very me close. and pushing me and pushing me and I'm like mm -hmm. there's an amazing book I don't know if you ever read it outwitting the devil by Napoleon Hill um it's a conversation between a man, the man and the devil. Um, and it's, it's really eye-opening and interesting about, you know, the, his opposition who we would call God and whatever, and how they're just a negative energy and positive energy. And um, I just was like, wow, like all these awful bad thoughts, I know they're not me. They're not coming from me. This is not no. me um, no. because, you know, we can all handle some pain and some hardship and stuff. And so I'm like, I know that it was bad. And I know anyone listening or watching this is, probably a lot more people can relate to that, but it's, it's really, it's so encouraging to, I look back, I'm like, I am so much stronger than I ever thought. And so are you. And so is anybody in this community. So it's like just the power of perseverance and like not caving to the enemy and not, um, I don't know. It just says a lot about our, who we are as people in this community. And I, I feel you on that. And it, but it is like such a sad, you look back to, and you're like, so sad that I felt that way. Like I, all, all we really wanted was some comfort and a hug and somebody yeah. to be like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. It's like, That's yeah. all we wanted. Yeah. And you gotta, you have to give that to yourself and you have to like do what you can to like get out of that dark place, but it's, it's dark. <laughs> so it's yes. scary. Yeah. It's very scary. So that was your lowest point. And the highest point was um, getting back to showering and everything and all that good stuff. Yeah. Was recovering. 
simple recovering. things, just recovering and being back to normalcy. Because again, we take it for granted, like you said, we take it for granted and we do it every day. But those who don't have that liberty, whether they're starving or missing limbs or whatever, that people who go through TSW or are healing have an understanding now of what it's like to have things stripped from them. And now, okay, I can come back into life when I, after I heal with a whole new perspective yeah. of being grateful for what God has given me my body, this temple, and I will actually want to use it to do good things and not just to use it however I want to. So the small things. So, so true. What were your, you mentioned like your mom being really supportive and obviously, you know, the people you worked with, maybe not so understanding, but what were the quality of your relationships with others, like friends or family members during this time? Were they understanding? Were they, you know, not, not understanding? Were they thinking it was an excuse or what was, what was that like for you? Uh, unfortunately, not understanding. Unless someone had laid eyes on me and saw what was happening, um, they wouldn't believe me. And that's probably the case for many people who are watching and listening, going through it now. They just do not believe you. And yeah. it's really, really unfortunate when you have a spouse or a close friend or a partner who they see you every single day. But the response is, can't you get over it? Can't you be tough? That's just a blow, a blow. Like, no, we can't do anything. So, yeah. again, my mother being as great as she was helping me out, um, at first she didn't believe me either. But once I was in her her house for that month or so, she said, oh, well, this is really, really bad. Wow, this is really bad. Um, so it got to a point where once I was able to be back on my own again, more more or less on my own, um, she helped out sometimes financially or just coming by to you know give me some meals and whatnot. Um, but I had a very low support system. It was really God, Jesus. Uh, Holy Spirit, and then maybe my mother when she had the time to, but she's older as well, so she couldn't do too much. Um, but it even pushed me further to depend on God as my father. And though I wanted people here around me to be my friend and support system, they just weren't there. Yeah. You know, outside of being in a whole different state where I had really no friends at all, there just weren't people who were able to understand what I was going through. So I texted my dad, my sisters. They couldn't really relate either. So as much as we want to be like this very optimistic, they're here for you, more times than not, they're not going to get it. Yeah. They're not going to. Yeah, I, I think for me, uh, I relate to a lot of this. I, I Even though, yes, my family my family was very supportive, um, friends, friends were too. I was very fortunate with that. But mm. you know that as much as there's... I hate to say it like this, but the, the kindness, and there was so much kindness and such kind words... But I know that sometimes they were just being said because they're nice people, but that they genuinely were like, so it, it, I don't want to say it didn't mean anything. It absolutely did. I'm grateful that I had that versus it being the opposite. But it's it's so hard because it's such a words are just words. And I'm I was constantly as a firstborn child, as like a perfectionist and what I, like I am always something I always had to work on is like constantly seeking validation from other people. other And it's like. I, you really, you put something like this in your life and you have this happen and you're like, I really, I don't need it from anyone else. I don't need validation from anyone. I don't need them to get how bad this is. I don't need, I yeah. wanted them to so bad, but I had to let that go. And I still have to actively let it go because, you know, you don't, it's like the, that saying, like, uh, if you don't walk a mile in someone's shoes, you really don't know. Like, They'll never, ever know, like, you know, and I know, but even that, I don't know exactly how bad it was for you. I know how bad it is for me, but we can, 
we're at least on the same page of the same book, right? Like, so yeah, like they, yeah. they're not even, they're not even on the same bookshelf in the same bookstore. They don't even understand. So <laughs> it's not like, we're just two different worlds. And so yeah. constantly looking for love, support, acceptance, and validation, you have to really go. It's an inside job. You have to like give that to your mm-hmm. love and love to yourself. And that's the other thing I learned. I don't, I think you probably can relate. I, it's easy to look in the mirror and be like, ew, I don't like who I see. I don't even recognize yeah. that person. Yeah. And really tear yourself apart. But like the self-love piece of this is huge. The acceptance, like um, there's a book, You Can Heal, You Can Hear Your Life by Louise Hay. And one of the affirmations is like, I love and approve of myself. I love and approve of myself. Like I, it's constantly, and you can do that with prayer and you can meditate on the word and you can do those positive affirmations. But like, that's the focus should be more there than like, let me make my family understand how bad this really is. Cause then it ends up going to like, Oh, I want a pity party. And it's like, well, that's not going to help me any. That's going to keep me in that same place of stuck and discomfort. And what's that really going to do? So mm-hmm. that's why it's good to have support groups and communities and friendships like that we can bond and um, get together, get through it together because otherwise like really it's so lonely. So yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah. So what words, of advice. I always like to end it with that and let people like, you know, any last tips or words of advice or wisdom that you've learned throughout this whole process. And I I do want to say everyone listening and watching, I am so grateful for people like yourself that you've, you've, you've got past this and you're still here. Like you're still showing up and, and I'm not going to lie to you. Like there's a part of me that's like, when I am like one, two, three, four, five months past this, I'm like, no, I know myself and I am a diehard member of this community and I don't ever intend, but there was a part of me that thought, gosh, like I'm never going to want to look back because that's such a bad map. It's such a trauma. You know, you don't, we want to run away from that. Um, But it has taught me that we are always running from feeling uncomfortable or feeling feelings we don't want to feel, but really Mm -hmm. the only way like to get through something is to go through it and to accept it and to not try to run or avoid these things. Like this is a part Mm -hmm. of our story. So it's never going to go away. It is always a part of who we are. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just got to give you credit for that before I let you give your tip and what piece of wisdom, because it is a big deal. It's a big deal that a lot of people, and I understand why they're like, they're healed. Then they want to shut down that Facebook group because when you start seeing all those, you know, horrible gut wrenching pictures of the suffering, it's a, Mm -hmm it's a PTSD type of thing. It's a try. It's like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, I don't want to go back there. I'm moving forward. So thank you for being here on the show and obviously being in the community and like just constantly giving feedback and positive words of encouragement. Cause it means so much to every single one of us. Yeah, uh, but sure. what now that I'll zip it and let you share your bits of wisdom or tips that you could give. Cause I know it's going to be super valuable for anyone listening. Sure. Sure thing. Uh, to that previous point though, Jennifer, I want to say, the reason why I'm able to even stay and provide support is one glory to God, because like you said, it is traumatizing. And I want to say it was, I made a point to stay in the group after seeing how much people who have stayed for years after they healed and gave us tips, suggestions, and feedback. I was like, I want to be that person too. And even if I forget about what it's like to go through or if it's years down the road, I want to help those who are going through it here now because I know what it's like now. So having more of an other's perspective point of view and not just, okay, I went through, I'm done, I'm out of here. That's too Mm self-focused. I'm here for others to help others. So again, all credit glory to God. Um, But the tips, 
One, be easy to yourself. If you have a support system, like a spouse or friends who are willing to house you or help you or whatever the case might be, definitely lean on them. Lean on them because trying to add more work or force yourself to heal faster will only add more stress to your body. And it will, it may, I can't say it will, it may make healing more difficult. So really be easy to yourself. Um, two, going, going back to the first point, take what people say, even what I'm, what I'm saying here, what Jennifer is saying, take it, but it's not an end all be all. Whatever works for you will be your own particular journey. We all have our own journey too. And if we put too much credence or um, dependency on what someone else says, we might get we might get upset when it doesn't work out a certain way. So really just trying what works for you. If exercising or sweating is too difficult, then let my words fall away. Do what you need to do to help yourself. Uh, but at the same time, try people's tips, but know your limitations as well. Yeah. Um, and really the last point I would say is you don't have control and be okay with that. Really be okay with that. Let it, let it be a lesson in life where it's unfortunate this is happening, very unfortunate, but let it be a wake up call that we are finite beings. And when life happens to us, when we are going through it, not to have a pity party, but how can I grow from this? Yeah. How can I learn from this? And when it's over, whether sooner or later, how can I get back to those who are either going through a similar thing or how has it changed me? Or how can I decide to be more humble and show more humility from this? But I would say those are the three biggest points to take away, at least from my personal experience. I love that, especially, you know, pouring back into the community, because I always say this, turn your mess into your message. And if you yes. can pay it forward and you can give back, it'll take the nastiness and the awful parts of this and turn it into something beautiful and uplifting and like serving of a community of people yeah. that really need like I always and this is why I love having people on the show and get to share their experience like your story matters like yours matters just as the same as the next person and the next person and the value that it leaves and the impression that it leaves on people that are going through something it's like you know if somebody got paralyzed and was like going to give up but then they saw stories and accounts of people that didn't accept that and they worked really hard and they were able to walk again that's what changes the like the trajectory of that person's life. That's what gives hope. That's what God wants for us, that he wants us to not give up and not quit and to continually serve everybody, you know, all, all of us. So thank you for all of that. Uh, this was so awesome. I'm so glad we finally did this. I know we've been talking yes. for a while. So this was so much fun. And I, I look forward to chatting it out with you in our in our support groups. And if anybody wants to contact you in the show notes of this episode, we'll put your information so they can get in touch with you. But sure. again, thank you very, very much for being here and for your friendship and um, look forward to chatting with you again really soon. It's an honor. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Julian. Have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe, leave feedback and share the show. Together, we will spread awareness and bring an end to topical steroid withdrawal. Don't forget to check out helpful resources on the blog and be sure to grab your copy of the one and only TSW journal at tswjourneytohealing.com.